Hello, everybody, and welcome to the MIE Spotlight Series podcast, a brand new show developed in partnership between Microsoft Education and the TeacherCast Educational Broadcasting Network. My name is Jeff Bradbury. Welcome to episode number two. We have a great show for you today. In this episode, we're going to be talking to a technology integration specialist and a Microsoft Innovative Education Master Trainer about how she is using technology to reach those who are not only just learning to read, but finding that they are struggling to learn to read as they progress in school. Stick around. It's going to be a great conversation that you'd certainly don't want to miss. But first, I want to give you a little bit of information about a recent event that happened out in Redmond, Washington at Microsoft Education Headquarters. On September 24th, I had an opportunity to go visit the Microsoft campus and participate in something called Hack the Classroom, a two-hour live event produced by the Microsoft and EDU team, and it was absolutely fantastic. We first started off by going into their sound studios, and we saw their amazing TV studio that was all decked out with OneNote capes. And throughout the two-hour broadcast, we had an opportunity to not only interact with people like Microsoft executives, Executive Vice President for Worldwide Education, Anthony Salcedo, but we also got a chance to listen to amazing keynote addresses. This here happens to be a picture that we're showing on the video screen of John Keo, an amazing, amazing philanthropist, entrepreneur, classical musician, and he has actually been dubbed Mr creativity. He was an amazing, amazing keynote dress. We also had a chance to do audience participation, and I had an opportunity to go behind the scenes and look at Microsoft Studios. It was an amazing event. All of the pictures that I'm showing here on the screen are going to be in a a photo album over on our show notes page. Certainly check that out. Here's a picture of the behind the scenes of the Microsoft Studio, and here is a picture of the TeacherCast studio that I brought with me. We use our Surface tablets and a an application called Spreaker Radio to broadcast everything that was live. We were also doing some pretty neat things over on Facebook Live and also on Periscope. One of the things that they had set up there at Hack the Classroom was a makerspace where they brought in teachers to create something called an animometer. And then we went all outside and actually launched this weather balloon and had this anemometer spinning. And through the Surface tablet in Microsoft Excel, we were actually able to calculate things like wind speed and airspeed velocity. And it was really, really neat experience here. So I'm just showing off some pictures here on our video screen of what the anemometer looked like and how easy this was to put together. One of the neat things about this place was that we really had a chance to work together and figure out how to hack the classroom, how to do some neat things in our school. Um, I'm going to be having all the links to this, not only on our show notes here, but you can find it all the great resources over on this channel's podcasting page at teachercast.net slash M-I-E spotlight. And again, welcome to episode two. We are so thrilled that you have decided to be here. Many people had some great feedback for us on our first few episodes, and I might be asking you right now to go over and subscribe to this show. There's, of course, several great ways that you can do that. You can go over to teachercast.net slash M-I-E spotlight, where we have all of our information up there. We also can go to teachercast.net slash M-I-E audio, which is our brand new iTunes channel, and teachercast.net slash M-I-E video, which is going to be our YouTube playlist. All of these channels is a great way to participate in the M-I-E Spotlight series. If you're a Microsoft Innovative Educator, this is the podcast for you. Please help us out as we get started here in our show and share this off with your 
teachers, and certainly with your staff members here. There's, of course, several great other things that we can do here as MIEs together. On the first Tuesday of every single month, we have a tweet meet using the hashtag OneNoteQ. Now, a tweet meet is a Twitter chat where we're going to get together again on the first Tuesday of every month and talk about relative topics to what we're doing in our classroom. I want to also share with you that the third Tuesday of every month is going to be using the hashtag Microsoft EDU chat. That's MSFT EDU chat. So check out Twitter on the first Tuesday and the third Tuesday of every single month. We would love it if you reached out and participated in those tweets meets with us. And of course, with Hackathon behind us, we now look for our next major event. And our next major event is going to be happening on November 29th and November 30th. It is the Skypeathon. Now, last time we did a Skypeathon, we had over three million miles of Skyping going on where classrooms were connecting with each other. Teachers were connecting with each other. The world was connecting with each other. It was absolutely amazing. You can find more information out about this over at Skypeathon.com. That's S-K-Y-P-E-A-T-H-O-N.com. See, there's three simple steps to joining and participating in the Skypeathon. Step one is the easiest and the most beneficial to you. Join the educator community. And of course, all those links are going to be found over at Skypeathon.com. The educator community at Microsoft EDU is a fantastic place to reach out and really, really help grow your PLN and find those great resources for you. So step one, join the educational community. Dip your feet in. In fact, jump right in and be a part of our community. Step number two, find a classroom or an expert to connect with over Skype. I know that the people out there in Microsoft are going to be up for two straight days, over 24 hours of doing this stuff live. Connect with somebody. Go out there on Twitter. Find them at OneNoteEDU on Twitter or at Microsoft underscore EDU on Twitter. Find an expert to talk to, to bring into your class. Find another class to reach out to. Heck, find a few classes to reach out to. We want to see if we can break that 3 million miles. So, again, first step, join the educational community. Step two, find a classroom or expert to connect with. And here is the best part here. Step three is check out their sway on how to get started to spread the word all about your travel plans. Because essentially, remember, when you bring people into your classroom, you're really taking a trip into their world too. So we're going to have a link to the Sway on our show notes as well. But definitely check that out. It is the Skypeathon. It is happening on November 29th and 30th. Check it out. Sign up for your class. All you need is a video camera and a Skype account. You guys can do some amazing things this year with your class. My guest today has 20 years of teaching experience and is currently the technology integration consultant in the state of Iowa. She's been a tech coach as well as an award-winning journalism, publications, and broadcasting advisor in her states of Iowa and Texas. She's not only a Microsoft innovative education expert, she's also an MIE master teacher, a OneNote Teacher Academy educator, a Seesaw ambassador, a smart certified trainer, an Apple education trainer, and she is absolutely fantastic. I want to bring on today Miss Laura Stanner. Laura, how are you today? Welcome <laughs> to the MIE Spotlight Series podcast. Well, thank you so much. It's a pleasure joining you. You make me sound so good. <laughs> 
Thank you so much for being here today. Tell us a little bit about yourself and the role that you currently have as a tech integration consultant. Oh, sure. Absolutely. So I've been very fortunate. I have uh, worked both in Texas and in Iowa. Um, I came back home to Iowa when the boys were born and was really excited to go back to the school district that I attended as a teacher. Um, And I spent, oh, goodness, 10 wonderful years there as a publications advisor and then with eighth grade exploratories, digital literacy, RTV sponsor. And then we had this movement towards teacher leadership, which is just a phenomenal move, I think, um, for educators. And that led me to becoming a tech coach. As a tech coach, I worked with some of the most phenomenal folks at the uh, area education agency where I now work. So when an opportunity uh, presented itself to join their team, I I had to jump. Um, So now I get the pleasure of going out to work with teachers throughout our AEA up here in Iowa. And it's been just great. So I want to read a quote that I that I caught from you earlier here. It says, my primary role is to support and awaken K to 12 teachers and tech coaches and tech coaches to the possibilities of what quality tech integration and planning for tech integration should look like in the classroom. And all I can say as a current tech coach is thank you. It is, (laughs) it is an amazing job, isn't it? It is an amazing job, you know, and, and I think it takes, um, I think it takes a special team to awaken the possibilities without fear so that we can empower teachers to really start to envision what quality tech integration looks like. Um, You know, we have to meet all of our learners where they're at and our teachers are learners, just as I'm a learner. I'm well-versed. I'm adaptable. I really like some things, so I feel more comfortable in some other areas than others. And I think it's okay to share that with teachers. Um, that we have to work together, we have to collaborate together, we have to focus on why we're there, which is the student, right? Not not the hardware, well, you know, necessarily, which is cool, but that's what drives us there. And so that's where our conversations can begin. It's not me dictating, mandating. I'm just saying, hey man, I'm here. What can we do together um, that can really make a difference and really enrich and deepen those learning experiences for our kids? because that's really what this is about. Well, I, I'm so glad that you have mentioned things like collaboration because that just kind of brings back this whole concept of being an MIE. Tell me a little bit about mm-hmm. your MIE experience and what does being an MIE mean to you? <gasps> being an MIE is being part of this amazing learning community um, where I can share ideas, I can problem solve, and I can't do it alone. I can't live in this little silo Um and try to figure it out because it's too frustrating because somebody else has been there, done that, is better at it, may have a more um, interesting or fresh idea that would never occur to me if I didn't connect with these great folks here. So I'm so grateful um, to the wonderful people at Microsoft. And I have to give a shout out though to my friends at NCCE. Um, I kind of stalked some folks at Microsoft a couple years ago at the TCEA convention in Texas. They were so generous um, because I needed help, frankly. Here I'm in this awesome role. I have this great opportunity to get out there and work with teachers. But I was 
kind of a struggling learner, you know, with Office 365 and I needed to connect some dots. And I just happened to corner some of these good folks and they they welcomed me with open arms. They taught me the ways by showing me where to get training as an MIE. And that's really what, you know, opened up so many doors um, and started me down this path in just a very, very short time. And and that is where it's at. It's that collaboration. Absolutely. It's that welcoming. It's a partnership. Love it. And, it's, and, it's been great. And those are the key words here, especially for everybody out there that's listening. It's collaboration. It's partnership. We like to use the word family a lot. It's it's being a part of this organization here that's really student-centered and student-forward with, with the vision that's going on here. Tell me one of your favorite stories about working with students and how maybe your your MIE community kind of helped you help those students out. Oh, sure. Absolutely. Um, goodness, there's so many that I could pick from, from any age level. You know, I think what it's really all about is like, well, what are we trying to do to do together? We want to get our kids out. We want to build some of those soft skills and problem solve. So um, one interesting story, I'm not a scientist either, but my my kids and the students, they love it. And I'm kind of like, ooh, I don't want to touch that thing. <laughs> you know, I'll pull it, pull it out together. So I reached out to somebody. I said, how, how do you document your learning and what it is that you think you're discovering in order to come to a conclusion? You know, how does that work? Um, and so we connected uh, individually um, offline after an MIE meeting. And she kind of walked me through what she was doing uh, with her elementary students using OneNote um, and how they could, um, it was really cool actually, how they could record their thinking. Um, they would also take pictures and, you know, it's so important, the ability to ink um, and change the colors and kind of point out what they think the parts of this little thing furry thing was and trying to guess what it was that that thing ate you know and I'm like oh my gosh this is so amazing and disgusting all at the same time and the kids are all in and capturing it in different ways I didn't have to stop to say okay everybody I want you to be quiet I want you to press file okay save None of that. It was like dive in. We're focused on getting into the gross, gooey, good stuff, watching kids having fun, problem solving, making predictions and documenting it all at the same time. And it was really, really seamless. And it was just, you know, it was so simple. And it was just that awakening between me and this other MIE that I just needed a minute to really step back and say, how does this all work together within that classroom, within that um, age group. And I just can't say enough about that experience. I've got so many experiences like that. That's how I learned. That's how our teachers learn. So I try to to take some of that with me to all of these workshops. You're giving me a lot of uh, memories from last year when I was walking into the hallways and one of the teachers said, come in here, come in here. You got to see this. And I said, what is it? And one of the kids is like, it's owl poop. And I said, <laughs> what? <laughs> And I, I, I learned about owl pellets and, and all those things, and they had me dissect it. And I think this was third or fourth grade or something like that. And it was, I know. it was, wow. I said, this is why, this is why it's not about the tech. This is why it's about the curriculum. This is why it has to be student forward. And, and I, I would never be able to, to, 
put that stuff together if not for, you know, the MIE family that's out there going, this is how this works. This is how this works. This is how you yes. do these things. But I want to focus for a moment here on those students that are really trying to focus on the curriculum but might need a little bit of help of the ed tech out there um, we know that october um, is national dyslexia awareness month i know that's something that's close to you could you tell us a little bit about it perhaps and how does the mie family or the program or what kind of things can the can the microsoft education family do to support students that um, have a little trouble in the reading areas Oh, absolutely. You know, first of all, shout out to Microsoft for really prioritizing this um, and making the effort, a very focused, concerted effort to do the proper research to understand what types of learning supports are struggling readers and dyslexics need within the classroom. Technology, it's, it's not going to solve those problems. Dyslexia does not go away. Um, we have to empower our students to not only advocate for themselves, but, you know, we, we don't want them to have the spotlight shining on them in that least restrictive environment. We want to empower them with the supportive tools that will equalize that playing field within the classroom. And so by doing the proper research, by taking the time to develop and to have a checks and balance, if you will, with um, the, the good researchers that they got their feedback from. And then to t- take the time to pilot and test it, to fix it, and to welcome that feedback is tremendous. And so now we've got this incredible resource where our struggling readers have the opportunity to shine in that classroom without having to ask for very specific supports from um that individual, the para, the teacher, whomever that might be within our classroom, which should be there and definitely um, may be required as part of an IEP. But our goal is really to let them function and not have to say, hey, come here, can you, can you, I don't know what that means. Can you read that for me? How do I chunk that part out? I've got this big old science term that makes absolutely no sense. And so, you know, it's kind of embarrassing. And so to be able to empower the kids to learn how to identify, okay, this is the chunk that I need, or if they need the visuals to color code, or if we need to, you know, distribute a PDF file and have them just plug in if it's through a rotation, uh, depending on, you know, what kind of setup they have it within their classroom, the kids can just plug in and have it read back to them. They can highlight, they can take Notes. I mean, there are just, I can't say enough about the learning supports that are offered through these learning tools. I think it's phenomenal. I'm seeing it growing already. Um, when we test it uh, here at home, because, you know, this is part of our family and my learning experience, our family learning experience, in order to get those thoughts out, you know, because my mind is racing all the time, or um, I see, uh, you know, our, our kids that are thinking they've got these cool ideas and they're just going a mile a minute, but it takes them forever to get this down on paper. But with a quick click of the button, here we go. I, I'm going to tell you what I, I want to say. And so we've got a first draft. Awesome. So the thoughts are out there and now we can go back, you know, as needed, uh, either individually at home as with homework in their resource room with that additional support, you know, to really deepen their learning, too, as far as, you know, 
chunking these words together, um, uh, applying the basic mechanics, you know, things that, you know, maybe they're not at grade level with, but they don't have to be embarrassed with that. So technology is never going to be the solution for our dyslexics, but it certainly is going to be the support that equalizes that playing field um, for that least restrictive environment. And I tell you what, whether you like it or not, all kids are entitled to that free and appropriate public education in school. And our teachers, we got to figure out what are the resources, the tools, the best fit for our kids um, to make it in our classrooms, you know, and that's, that's just one option and it's a great option. So and, I, I really am impressed with it. And I love the, the availability of everything. You know, I, I don't yes. happen to be working firsthand with students that are dyslexic or have reading challenges. I happen to be working with kids that are two years old and they're starting to get their own language together. And then the other day um, I was taking a a trip out to the hackathon and I went on to OneNote and I recorded my voice and saying, I love you and and all these little things to the kids. And so that way when they were playing on the tablet at home, when I wasn't around, all my wife did was she hit the button and there's daddy's voice. And then also on OneNote, they have that audio recorder feature. So now my kids are talking back to daddy through OneNote (laughs) and... You know, I'm sitting there in the hotel room listening to record it. You know, like they're only two years old once, right? And so <laughs> using this technology for so many different learning opportunities uh, is is mm-hmm. really, really, really special and really neat. I mean, I, I'm thinking today of working with a fifth grade class who just wants to learn how to organize their stuff for a project that they're working on and we threw it in a one note and we had a good time with it and we did the whole deal. Right. Um, so many right. different things that is, that is going on in there, but um, talk to us sure. a little bit. You of, know, go ahead. I, I have to tell you though, too, you know, just to, to shine the spotlight, you know, with um, dyslexia awareness month, which is of course is dear to my heart. Um, I think it's important too, for our, general education teachers and our special ed teachers to partner together and to work together because the really intensive good work is happening in that resource room, but we need that bridge to get over to that general ed room. And this is just one of those supports that offer that. So, you know, your experience with your kids, hearing them, listening to them and how they say things, it it just, it gets to you, doesn't it? And it gets to the teachers, too, because they can really hear, you know, fluency. They can really hear where the kids are at in their development. And no two dyslexics present those challenges the same way. Mm -hmm. And we don't expect our general ed teachers to have to be experts. You don't have to be an expert. You just need to know that universal tool that most kids can respond to. And your kids are already doing it, too. How cool is that? That's amazing. I think it's a very amazing on this. And I, and I don't want to dive too far down this rabbit hole just due to time on the show. But if you are a, a teacher of younger grades, how can one identify a student as being maybe in need of going in that direction to see if they are considered dyslexic? Sure. Well, anytime there is a concern, um, There are just, you know, there may be gut feelings, there may be, wow, they're really struggling with a couple of things. Um, the, The general education teacher needs to know the process within their building, their district, their school. They need to know who their expert within their building is that they can reach out to 
they're a special ed consultant. They need to work as a team together because they're going to start gathering all kinds of data. I mean, they may suspect there may be something, but there may not be. Maybe they're just struggling in one area. So there is no one set formula. It's about, let's go back to collaboration. It's about that team. It's about staying on top of the individual student and that student progress. You know, those formative assessments are really, really important. Um, Documenting multiple ways uh, where students are struggling. And again, whether it's dyslexia or math or whatever it might be. The job of our teachers is it's a big one. Um, and so any resource or tool or support that we can offer them that's easy, efficient, and helps them to document growth or lack of growth is really, really important. And then that teacher cannot do it alone. We've got to connect together. We've got to bounce. We've got to pull in those folks that are properly trained and know the process to identify. And that's really, you know, that's really where it's at. But that's it's tough because you've got such limited time, you know, during your prep time where you're still making phone calls. So let's find things where we can document, we can revisit, we can play back um, and maybe catch things we didn't catch before. And, and that's what some of these tools are offering our teachers. Talking today on the MIE Spotlight Series podcast with Laura Stanner, tech integration consultant. And of course, you can find great educators like Laura on the first Tuesday of every month uh, using the hashtag OneNoteQ for the monthly tweet meets uh, sponsored again by our friends over at OneNoteEDU. Laura, let me ask you a couple of questions here. You recently uh, did a great blog post on the Microsoft <laughs> Education blog. Um, talking about a brand new, relatively brand new application out there. What was that application and why are we all excited about it for this school year? Oh, we should be thrilled about it. That application is Microsoft Forms. Um, Microsoft Forms is being developed specifically for teachers, you know, so um, this is, is it's this is an example of how Microsoft is showing, not telling us that they are recommitting to the education sector. They're hearing us. They want to develop the tools to make us efficient um, and, you know, things that we can use on multiple devices in multiple environments. So Microsoft Forms um, newly released for us, but I kind of found out about them on Yammer. And I connected uh, with their computer programmers early on. And when my agency had this awesome education conference this summer, um, it was about mid-June or so. Um, so, it, you know, I had only been in touch with Forms and, and signed up for their beta to play. Uh, but I thought, you know what? My school districts here that I serve, their Office 365, those teachers are going to be off the charts excited about this. So even though it's still in preview, it's still in beta form, I got to show these folks. So I didn't know who was going to show up and I ended up getting a wonderful crowd um, with incredible ideas. And they kept saying, you know, it'd be so great if forms could do X, Y, Z, you know, I don't know. It's really cool. I love what they offer, but why not try? Can you let them know? And I said, you know what? We're going to let them know right now. So during our live conference session, I showed them where to go to feedback, you know, upper right corner, a little question mark. Um, and I said, OK, start talking. And I just start. I started to type in some of their suggestions and I sent it off to them. One of our fabulous teachers was laughing. She's like, they're never they don't even look at that stuff. I said, oh, no, 
Microsoft is looking at stuff. They're actively seeking feedback. This is designed just for you. What you're sharing is brilliant and they want to know this. So less than 48 hours, you know, the conference was still going on. And I had heard from my friends at Microsoft and they wanted to connect with us and they Skyped with us and they've been reaching out and really asking and wanting to know different um, case use scenarios within education to really serve their primary clients who are teachers and students. And so forums has been oh so fun to work with and kind of having like an insider track as an MIE, MIEE, hint, hint, you guys should sign up because you can connect with these folks too. Knowing what's coming our way, I'm like super excited. So don't be shy. You know, anytime you have a great idea that you really need in your classroom, upper right corner question mark, type in your feedback, send it off to them because it will be considered by all of the teams right now at, at Microsoft. It's been very valuable and you can see all of that feedback coming back, you know, in just a short time later and improving their, their resource. It is certainly amazing the feedback that you get. You know, I always love to tell the story of how sometimes when people come onto my YouTube channel and they comment on different Microsoft shows, it's nice to be able to tweet at them and say, hey, could you check out this? Somebody has a question that I can't answer. And within minutes to hours, this again, I keep saying the word over and over again. Family just yes. swarms in to help out other educators. It's really, really cool. Laura, it I, is cool. I, 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 I love to have you back on the program sometime. Thank you so much for your time. But before you go, I, I want to see if you're willing to take what I'm calling the MIE podcasting challenge. Are you, <laughs> are you, are you up for the challenge today to answer a few difficult and reliable questions? Maybe. <laughs> Is there a prize pack? Do I get a t-shirt? <laughs> I, I'll, I'll, I'll see if we can get you a t-shirt. Absolutely. Because, cool. because there They're is a t-shirt. Awesome. <laughs> Question number one here is, why are your students so awesome? Oh, my gosh. Okay, so first of all, technically, my I guess my students are my teachers, right? Um, and I really, really love them all. I get to work with all kinds of incredible people with these amazing experiences. And I am pretty sure that I learn more from them than I share back. So they're, they've been just a phenomenal community of not only learners, but friends. And I'm really, really grateful for the opportunity to work with them. Um, I do really, really miss, you know, seeing the kids on a daily basis too. So anytime I get an opportunity to go back into the classroom, and co-teach or, you know, hang out with my teacher friends, it, I definitely jump on it because those kids are amazing. And I tell you what, if you listen to them and if you let them share back to you what they're doing or like the coolest thing, again, who are you going to learn more from? It's from those kiddos. So they're they're pretty amazing. Totally cool answer. Right? It's 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 kind of the tech coach model that I get. You know, if you help 30 students, you help 30 students. If you help 30 teachers, you're helping like 300 students. And it's, I hope so, yeah. If the math works out for that. All right. Question number two. They get harder here. Are you ready oh for this gosh. one? Okay. What is your best teachable moment ever? Ooh. That's a really good one. 
You know, there's some that I can't share on the air um, because they're so funny after doing newspaper and your book for how many years? But let me just say this. If you are going to publish for your school community or actually any community for that matter, as a teacher, it doesn't hurt to read headlines aloud (laughs) because your students are very creative. And if you don't, um, some things will slip past you that could be really, really embarrassing. Last last one here, and I want you to translate this question based off of your current position, your experience, etc. But what advice do you have for new teachers? And I don't mean new as in first year, but you know, many teachers right now are getting started in their first Office 365 school district. And maybe maybe they've been using Word all their life, but they're now in a in a office suite where they have the yes. the OneNotes and the Sways and the forms and the as a tech coach, tech consultant, what advice do you give that teacher that just comes to you and goes, it's just so overwhelming. I don't know where to start. I don't know how to start. Other than saying, go to TeacherCast, what do you tell them? Oh, that's such a great question because I hear that all the time. Um, it is really, first of all, you don't work alone. Secondly, You've already got a baseline that you're familiar with. You know, the Microsoft toolbar within Word, that's a gold standard everywhere. And, you know, we want to be adaptive learners just as we want our students to be adaptive learners. So get familiar with, um, you know, just bounce around the suite when you have time, work with the kids. But at the end of the day, again, It's not about that tool because, yes, it is very, very, very overwhelming. It's about working with your team to identify what it is that you want to accomplish with that tool. And then we're going to focus on that. And, you know, as when we're working in workshops and I get to work with the awesome tech coaches here and they are awesome. We often talk about, too, like, what do we need to do for those teachers? Because the tech coach, you know them best you know your building and your culture best. You know what they have to do with it or what they need to do with it. Um, or you understand what their student outcome is um, that they're trying to, to capture or go for. So do we need to do a large group because everybody's kind of like starting fresh? Or do we need to break it down and, you know, I'll take one group, you take this group, do we go by grade level? Um you, you just got to figure it out together and collaborate and plan in partnership. And for our other, our teachers that are like, I don't, I don't need you with me, you know, side by side, I'm ready to roll. My high flyers, you know, is what I, I'll call them. You know, I will always make sure that we've got a link to that phenomenal resource um, for educators, education.microsoft.com, and we'll show them where to go and find their learning path and let's start them on their coursework um, where you can pick and choose what you need when you want it on demand. It's all there for you. Um, so there, I mean, there's, again, a great question. I don't think there's any one exact answer for that. Um, we work together to figure out, I'm just going to meet you where you're at. What do you want to do with that? And let's take it from there. Talking today to the fantastic Laura Stanner from the great state of Iowa, MIE Master Teacher, OneNote Teacher Academy Educator, Seesaw Ambassador, Smart Certified Teacher. I have one last question for you, which is where can we get a hold of you on your social media and website channels? 
Sure, you can find me on Twitter at StannerL. Um, and we'll also have those links up there for you uh, if you'd like to follow me on Facebook or Pinterest. And I just want to take another moment to thank our guest, Laura Stanner, for coming on today and not only talking about how she's changing education in her neck of the woods, but how she's being able to use great technology to help out those teachers and students that might be having some difficulties in the language arts department. There's, of course, several great resources that she mentioned here. We are going to have links to all of those over here on our podcasting network. You can, of course, reach out to the show at any point in time. We're just getting started. I want to hear from you. You can reach out to me directly at TeacherCast or reach out to the Microsoft and Education family at Microsoft underscore EDU and OneNote EDU. And of course, all of our podcasting series can be found at TeacherCast.net slash MIE Spotlight. And this is the most important thing you guys can do to help us out. Go over on our iTunes and our YouTube channel. Subscribe today, download the show, download all the back episodes of the show, and please take a moment to leave some comments. Leave a great five-star review for us. We really, really like it. So again, that's teachercast.net slash M-I-E audio and teachercast.net slash M-I-E video. We really want to hear from you. If you are interested in being on the show, just reach out to us over at feedback at teachercast.net. We will certainly love to get you on and share the stories of how you are transforming your students in your school district. On behalf of everybody here at the Microsoft Innovative Educator Spotlight Series podcast, my name is Jeff Bradbury reminding you to keep up the great work in your classroom and continue sharing your passions with your students.